Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda show. I'm your host, Linda Stevens-Jones, a certified Christian life coach, and I'm delighted that you're here today. A warm welcome to all of you who are listening for the first time out there today. This show is designed to be an hour of uplift and encouragement every first and third Tuesday of the month. And greetings to all of you who will listen to the replay of this broadcast later with the link or as an iTunes download. Today we are broadcasting an hour earlier to accommodate the schedule of my distinguished guest, Chaplain Dr. Barry C. Black. Our normal broadcast time is still 12 noon Eastern time. A special shout-out of appreciation to my guests from the last broadcast, four women who hired me for coaching and who volunteered to come on the show and talk about their experience with coaching. To Dee, Kim, Michelle, and Jeree, you were awesome. Audience, I encourage you to go back and listen if you did not have a chance to hear the show live last week, uh, two weeks ago. And now a few words on today's topic before my interview with my distinguished guest. Today's topic is leading by example. Have you had a time when you found yourself dealing with something important to you and you look for others, look to others for inspiration or a model of how you can handle the situation? Maybe it's someone you're close to, someone you've admired from afar that you consider a role model. Often there's something you've seen the person do or how they act that makes you want to follow their example. A powerful quote to that effect is on the screen today that tells us, in fact, leadership is not a position or a title. It is an action and example. I chose this topic not just to have you think about where you have been led by an example, but I want you to examine <clears throat> I want you to examine where you're making an, a difference by your example. Know that you are one someone that others are watching and considering a role model. You are someone's example. And you can let others be encouraged and grow by how you act, particularly how you work through your life's challenges and trials. Each of us has the opportunity to positively impact others every day. Think about it. I know that my guest today will plant some seeds for each of us on this topic So let me introduce him right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to have as my guest today Chaplain Dr. Barry C. Black. On June 27, 2003, Rear Admiral Barry C. Black retired, U.S. Navy retired, was elected the 62nd Chaplain of the United States Senate, where he began his work on July 7, 2003.
Prior to Capitol Hill, Chaplain Black served in the United States Navy for over 27 years, ending his distinguished career as the Chief of Navy Chaplains. Chaplain Black is a native of Baltimore, Maryland, and an alumnus of Oakwood College, Andrews University, North Carolina Central University, Palmer Theological Seminary, Regina, South Regina University, and Alliant International University. In addition to earning Master of Arts degrees in Divinity, Counseling, and Management, he has received a doctorate degree in Ministry and a doctorate of Philosophy degree in Psychology. In 2006, he authored his autobiography entitled From the Hood to the Hill. In 2011, The Blessing of Adversity and with an anticipated release in 2017, Nothing to Fear. Chaplain Barry C. Black is married to the former Brenda Persall of St. Petersburg, Florida. They have three sons, Barry II, Brendan, and Bradford. Chaplain Black, welcome to the Making Inspired Choices radio show. It's such an honor to have you as my guest. Thank you, Coach Linda, and I am delighted to be on your radio broadcast. I know that your sharing with us today will contribute greatly to our vision to give hope and encouragement to the audience. So let's get started. Tell us a little bit about your early life. Um, What was growing up like for you? Well, uh, Coach Linda, I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland. I grew up in Freddie Gray's neighborhood. Some of your listeners may recall Freddie Gray, the young mm-hmm. man who, whose death in the back of a policeman sparked a riot. Well, that's the neighborhood mm-hmm. that I grew up in. Uh, I uh, grew up with a mother who was committed to Christian education, So even though there was uh, quite a bit of negativity in my neighborhood, poverty and pathology, I was blessed to be able to matriculate along with my brothers and sisters at a Christian school from grade one all the way through high school and college. And that was God's reserve parachute, you might say, that kept us from serious injury. The power of a Christian education enabled my siblings and me to escape a generational cycle of poverty and pathology. We were on public assistance. We ate the welfare cheese and cornmeal and peanut butter. Uh, So we did not have very much in terms of material blessings. Uh, We were evicted three times before my 13th birthday, so I came home and uh, our furniture was out on the street three times before puberty. But um, Romans 8.28 says, In everything God is working for the good of those who love him, who are the called according to his purposes. So that kind of challenging background really helped to prepare me for the obstacles I would have to catapult going forward. And when you know what rock bottom feels like, it is very difficult to be intimidated by any external forces you may encounter. Wow. That is, um, yeah, that is a life that probably not many of uh, our listeners can directly relate to. Um, having had the tenets of a Christian education, as you said, was um, quite quite instrumental. What are, 
as you've lived and grown, I'm sure through challenge and overcome uh, many, many obstacles, what are a few of the core values that drive your life today? Well, I, uh, Coach Linda, receive my core values basically from studying the Bible. My mother provided my siblings and me a monetary incentive for reading the Bible. She gave us a nickel for every Bible verse that we memorized, up to five, so you couldn't make more than a quarter. (laughs) So we basically would comb the scriptures looking for short verses. And my mother used this tactic to supplement whatever we were whatever we were learning in our christian schools so the bible verses that i memorize uh, as as it did also for my siblings were seeds being planted into the soil of our heart so one of the core values was the was diligence and i got diligence from ecclesiastes 9:10 which says whatever your hands find to do do it with all your might for there is no work, no knowledge, no device, no wisdom in the grave where you're going. Well, I'm surprised. I still remember that verse. Then the second core <laughs> value was the value of faith. Um, Hebrews 11:6 says, "Without faith, it is impossible to please God." So anyone should want to please the all-powerful, all-wise ever-present, sovereign superintendent of the universe, God. Well, if you don't have faith, you can't please him. And yet, the more faith you have, the greater the possibility of pleasing him. So I I value the core value of faith. It, it was what Martin King had, uh, whose birthday we just celebrated when he said, I have a dream. Mm-hmm. And then I also learned to, to value uh, the core value of perseverance. Um, it took Edison, I am told, more than 10,000 attempts to find the filament for the incandescent light bulb. And one of his um, assistants uh, finally became exasperated, and he said, Mr. Edison, we're failing miserably. And Edison responded, we're not failing. He says, we are succeeding wonderfully. We now know 10,000 things that won't work. And Edison once said that most people would never give up if they realized how close they were to their destination when they threw in the towel. So the Bible verse that has helped me to persevere, I love this verse, is Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Do not become weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. So not just your children or your grandchildren. The promise is you will reap if you faint not. There is an unstoppable law of sowing and reaping in God's universe. Genesis 8.22 says, As long as time shall last, there will always be summer and winter, seed time and harvest. So when you persevere in the planting and watering of various seeds, the harvest is guaranteed, Galatians 6, 7. You reap what you sow. So I've, those are three of the, of the core values, diligence, faith, and perseverance, that I find very, very helpful in navigating through life. Oh, to the audience, you see why I'm so excited to have Chaplain Black with us today. Diligence, faith, and perseverance. I tell you, I have that Galatians scripture on my vision board. <laughs> Thank you for that affirmation. Um, God. We're, talk- we're talking about leading by example today. And I know you've left and you, you continue to leave an indelible mark on others that not only have worked for you, but who hear you speak who come in contact with you, who you're in prayer for. So I want to ask, do you intentionally work on being a positive example to others? I mean, does it come naturally to you well, as a gift? I think, I think that um, each of us 
has influence. So um, some of us have greater influence than others, but each of us has influence. In fact, my definition of leadership is influence. So um, you, someone is watching you. It may just be a child, but you have an opportunity for influence. But we are challenged, people of faith, by Jesus to uh, to lead by example. And he says in Matthew mm-hmm. 5, 13 through 16, you ought to be salt and you ought to be light. Uh, and so that's a strategy for leading by example. So what does he mean by being salt? Salt makes more palatable uh, what you, you, you put it on. So grits without salt, mm-hmm. that can be a pretty traumatic experience, you know. But <laughs> when you put salt in your grits, all of a sudden you have something that is more flavorful and, 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 it, and it's seasoned uh, much better. Well, in a similar way, uh, a, a person of faith should make his or her environment more palatable, more flavorful. Mm-hmm. We ought to be able to have such optimism uh, that with the glass usually half full that we are able to encourage people who are around us. The other thing that salt did in the time of Christ was it was used to preserve food. This was before refrigeration. So meat would actually decay without salt. And I think that we have a uh, responsibility as we lead by example to bring greater security to, to our society and to our world. And even as in Genesis chapter 18, Abraham negotiated with God for the uh, safety of Sodom and Gomorrah. He got God down to ten people. If there are ten people left in that in Sodom and Gomorrah, will you still spare the town? And God said, I'll spare the town. In a similar way, we can intercede for our nation and for our world and make a difference. So as salt, our example brings flavor, and our example brings preservation. But then he says, be light. In verse 16, you are the light of the world. And he says, let your light shine so that people can see your good work and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And so I think we have a responsibility to illuminate our world. And the best way to do that is to have an understanding of the Word of God. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them through thy truth, thy Word is truth. So that when people are speaking pessimistically about an event, we are able to bring illumination. I had a a journalist from Christianity Today uh, call me, and she said, I'm interviewing uh, evangelical Christian leaders, and I just want to know how do you feel about the election of of, uh, Donald Trump? And I startled her. I said, I have three feelings. I said, I feel gratitude, I feel optimism, and I feel satisfaction. And she said, what? And I said, well, let me explain. I said, I feel gratitude because First Thessalonians 5.18 says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. I said, I feel optimism because Romans 8.28 says, all things work together for good to those who love the Lord, who are the called according to his purposes. And I said, I feel satisfaction because first uh, uh, because Philippians 4, 11 and 12 says, I know how to abound, I know how to abase, I have learned in whatever state I'm in to experience contentment. She says, well, if you put it that way, I guess it makes sense. So the point is, that's, that's bringing illumination and reframing what would be a pessimistic uh, um, um, perspective with the light of the word of God and reminding people that God is still on his throne. So I think in terms of leading by example, we're challenged to do so by Christ, by being salt and light to our world. And that's intentional. I could just end the show right there, Tim Black. That was so that was so beautifully put. Being salt and light. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. 
Praise God. Um, you have you had great success in the Navy. Um, that's when I first heard you speak um, when we were both at the Pentagon. And you continue to have tremendous influence. And as you say, influence and leadership are synonymous as a chaplain of the United States Senate. Um, what what factors, if you will, facilitate in your leading by example in, in your current position? Just tell us about well, that for a few minutes. Well, I think one of the, the, the first things I would mention is what I... I already uh, have mentioned, and that is diligence. Mm-hmm. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine says, Show me a person diligent in his or her business. He or she will stand before kings and queens and not ordinary people. That's one of the most amazing Bible promises I know. It basically says if you are competent in what you do, if you are diligent in your business, you will stand before royalty and not just ordinary people. Why? Because the top tier is interested in getting the greatest quality possible. And if you've got it going on, they're going to want you to be a part of their team. Uh, So Mm -hmm. diligence is critical. The second thing is ethical congruence. And ethical congruence is just a fancy way of saying that your words should be backed by action. Um, in fact, yes. um, the, uh, Paul says you are a living letter. So what people read uh, uh, by what you supposedly represent, they should be able to see in your life. One of the great tributes paid by enemies to a man was uh, paid to Daniel. Daniel had enemies who were trying to set him up for the lion's den. And so they did what we call on Capitol Hill a little opposition research and they followed him around and tried to find some dirt you know they proceeded on the assumption everybody has skeletons in the closet some folk have bodies in the closet so they were trying to find something Mm -hmm. on daniel and daniel 6 verse 4 they conclude we can find nothing against this daniel except it be concerning the law of his god so when you can have Mm -hmm. a scandal-free life or as paul puts it In 1 Timothy chapter 3, a leader must be above reproach. When you can have a scandal-free life so that even your enemies say, we can't find anything, you know, and, you know, this person is squeaky clean, then you you have ethical congruence. Or as Flip Wilson, an old uh, uh, African-American comedian before your time, used to say, what you see is what you get. Um, Edgar Guest, the great poet, used to say, I, I'd rather see your sermon than hear it any day, any day. And then he said, I soon can learn to see it if you let me see it done. I can watch your hands in action, but your tongue too fast may run. And the lectures you deliver may be ever wise and true, but I'd rather get my message by observing what you do. So when you are diligent, you will stand before kings and queens and not ordinary people. And when you are ethically congruent and your actions back your verbiage, people are going to say, you are the real deal. There used to be a heavyweight boxer, and I loved his name. He was called Carl the Truth Williams. And and the reason is a whole lot of folk would have bravado before they got in the ring. But when Carl the Truth Williams hit you, you then knew the truth. And, and, and so that's the way our life should make that impact, where you find out, you know, what the real deal is. You know, Mike Tyson used to say, a lot of people have a great plan until they get hit. And, and so it's, it's, mm. it's our lives should be of such that people have to say we are above reproach. And I think uh, regardless of where you may be politically, one of the things that you can celebrate about the outgoing presidential uh, um, administration is it it was scandal free for eight years mm-hmm. and with the kind of scrutiny mm-hmm. that someone uh, as a president gets to be able to say at the end of eight years I had a scandal free presidency that is ethical congruence that is being a sermon 
and people can mm-hmm. see it and hear it. Amen. Yes, it's it's hugely significant um, to our audience how we walk it out. What our not just what we say we're about, but leading by example is more about what we're doing. And mm-hmm. I like that ethical congruence when you are living it and your words are backed by action. Um, Chaplain Black, one of the things that uh, I just believe to be true about you, as, as with some of my other guests, many of us who cross paths with you today, um, who feel your warm, positive spirit, your faith, when we hear of the current position that you hold, we call you blessed and a highly accomplished um, I always like to ask my guest, and you've already shared um, in your very uh, sharing of how you grew up, when people see you today and see how blessed and accomplished you are, they may view, well, you haven't had seasons where you were struggling or really challenged. Um, and maybe about you, they say, after childhood you hadn't had seasons where you were um struggling or living in a real uh, challenging season. It encourages the audience to hear my guests talk about their personal walk through hardship and how they got through it. Uh, Would you be willing to share one of those times in your life with us? Well, you know, Coach Linda, Jesus said in John 16, 33, in this world you will have trouble. Uh, So if you stay here, you're going to have trouble. And then Paul says in 2 Timothy 3.12, all those who live godly will suffer persecution. So if you're trying to live right, there's going to be pushback. When I became Mm -hmm. an admiral, I started uh, receiving racist uh, and anonymous email uh, with the N-word, a a frequent uh, uh, word used throughout the uh, the various uh, communications, and I had to just deal with the fact that there are a lot of people who uh, are socialized in such a way that they have uh, racist proclivities and just accept that fact and respond to the anonymous emails with. Um, with civility and uh, and with Christian love, uh, we're told in Matthew five forty four, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, pray for those who despitefully uh, use you. Uh, I had a uh, a boss use the N word, and this is the individual who was writing my um, my evaluation, so it could make an impact on whether or not uh, I would be up with mobile or not, and yet you have mm-hmm. to deal with this and have e- enough faith in the God who has called you to uh, believe that he has your back and that Isaiah fifty four seventeen is correct, no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, that's daunting to keep... Uh, keep your faith and and your um, forward movement in that kind of a a season. But it makes life exciting, Coach Linda. You know, Malachi (laughs) 3.10, God says, prove me now. Okay, so God wants you, God wants you to prove him. And when you uh, go through um, a series of challenges, because you're not just going to have one. You know, you're going to be like Job. You know, Job caught it when he lost his sheep and his camel. You know, then the next thing you know, his kids have been killed. And the next thing you know, um, you know, his his wife says, curse God and die. And so he has a series of, of challenges. And he basically concludes regarding God. He knows the way that I take. And when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. So you have to learn. That's exciting. That's proving God. So as he gets you through 
uh, one challenge after another and you thrive instead of survive, uh, then you you have a confidence that you wouldn't have, and you have a testimony. Everybody wants a testimony, but nobody wants a test. And so we sing a song in my church, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him, o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to love him more. So it is that journey with him that makes life exciting. I get an adrenaline rush when I get pushed back from the forces of darkness because it it, it means I must be doing something right. To our audience. You don't kick a dead you don't kick a dead dog. <laughs> to our audience, I hope you are taking notes and and just letting these seeds be planted in your heart about even in the face of uh, what could have been viewed in a way that it demeaned you and uh, or demeaned Chaplain Black and made him have self-doubt or uh, uncertainty even about his career, he took on the challenge with his faith. That's what I'm well, hearing well, you, you know, say, Coach, Chaplain Black. Coach Linda, when you, when you expect the predatory, then you're ready for the predatory, like David in the Valley of Elah facing Goliath. And you mentioned my book, uh, Nothing to Fear, which is is available now. And it basically is based upon the Matthew 10 text where Jesus says, I send you forth as lambs in the midst of wolves. So he's sending us into a predatory environment. And he says the key to survival is to have a tough mind and a tender heart. So the entire book is about being wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. That's the tough mind and the tender heart. And that's your key to survival. And you you don't become intimidated by the predatory forces because the shepherd is with you. 23rd Psalm, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And remember, death is just a shadow, you know, and a shadow can't hurt you. So that is why there is nothing to fear. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And, you know, you can write from the hood to the hill because you've got enough tension in your story to make it interesting. Nobody wants to read a story where there there are no cliffhangers, you know. So praise God for the opportunity of living a life as lambs, not sheep, lambs, baby sheep, in the midst of wolves. One wolf could eviscerate a pack of sheep, and yet Mm. here is a lamb surviving, not in the midst of a wolf, singular, but wolves, because of the power of Almighty God. Wow. I I am I'm gonna let the audience just uh let some of this sink in because uh, I chose the topic leading by example or the Holy Spirit gave me that um in terms of a umbrella for us to speak on today, Chaplain Black. And I felt um before knowing the things that you've shared that you uh walk your talk and I I noted, and I am particularly appreciative of your saying, you get excited when the adversity comes instead of shrinking back from it, knowing that it is an opportunity for God to be proven. Yeah, you have an adrenaline rush. One of the great lines in the story of David and Goliath in 1 Samuel chapter 17, it says, and David ran toward the giant. Now, you would think, has he lost his mind? This kid with his (laughs) five smooth stones and slingshot, you know, with no military background, too young to be conscripted in in the army, too small to even wear the king's armor, runs Mm -hmm. toward Goliath. That's the adrenaline rush that people of faith should feel 
when they encounter the predatory, when they encounter the dangerous, when they encounter the challenging. Audience, this is giving me quite a perspective shift, and I hope it's doing the same to those of you out there who are believers. Um, quite, uh, quite a perspective check. Um, Chaplain Black, you mentioned um, your book, Nothing to Fear. Would you just tell us a little more about it? You said it's already available? Yes, it is. Um, and um, in fact, I had a book signing yesterday and had an amazing time for Martin Luther King's birthday. But it, one Sunday, uh, I was just, I couldn't get this Matthew 10 verse out of my mind. Behold, I send you forth as lambs in the midst of wolves. And I'm thinking, why would a good shepherd do that? I mean, why would you send me into a situation where the odds are impossible? And I tinkered with that. And I was fasting and praying at the time for the elections uh, with the focus Mm -hmm. on the presidential election. God, I want your will to be done. And so Mm -hmm. here I was tinkering with this idea. And at the end of the day, Sunday evening, I looked down and I had 50 pages on my laptop. And so it was It was almost a Holy Spirit download. Within uh, 12 days later, I had basically finished the first draft of the manuscript and had contacted my publishers, and they were, they were willing to publish it. So uh, um, God showed me seven principles uh, that he gave his disciples for surviving in a predatory world. You know, he said, to them, for instance, you need to do a, a you need to do a reality check. The harvest is white. The laborers are few. So pray that the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers into His harvest field. And then He told us, of course, be wise as a snake. How do you be wise as a snake and harmless as a dove? How do you reconcile those two opposites? Well, the book explores how to do that and that's what brings you safety in a predatory world because when the enemy comes at you you have an innocence that won't take the bait See, a whole lot of us mm-hmm. get taken out because we take the devil's bait but when you have mm-hmm. a purity about your life you are as innocent as a dove and i deal with the seven deadly sins i call them the seven pallbearers and how you can with innocence you know one of them is lust Another one is sloth or laziness, okay? Mm. Another is greed. How many people are taken out, you know, because they're trying to get that second handful? And Ecclesiastes mm-hmm. 4.16 says, Better is a handful with contentment than two hands full with vexation of spirit. But we're trying to get that second handful, not realizing that ownership is an illusion, we don't own a thing. Paul says in First Timothy mm-hmm. 6, we brought nothing into this world and we will take nothing out. I've officiated at over 300 funerals. I've yet to see a hearse with a luggage rack. So the point is <laughs> that, you know, God has given us wisdom in his word to help us deal with the predatory. And I have at the end of each chapter a special prayer to help people know that there is nothing to fear. Audience, I'm excited about this new book. I'm going out to get my copy right away. I didn't know it had already been released. Nothing to fear. And you can get it on Amazon as well. Oh, excellent. Mm -hmm. Nothing to fear by Chaplain Barry C. Black. Look for that. Um, I'm going to open up our phone lines now and see if there are some folks who want to get in on this conversation. Um, we have to be very respectful of your time. So sure. let me open the phone lines. Guest, if you are interested in calling in, making a, uh, a comment, or if you have a question, please join us now at one six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. We have some folk on. I'm going to check to see if they're just listening or if they'd like to make a, a comment. Call or ask a question. 70, or ask a question. 
caller at 704-502-PREFIX. Press 1 and you're on live with us. 704-502-PREFIX. Go right ahead. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, Linda and Chaplain Barry. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Linda, this is Coach Dale. I'm sitting here with Janice, my wife, uh, enjoying your conversation with uh, Chaplain Barry. Sir, I just wanted to make a comment that as I listened to your responses to Linda's questions and and what you've shared, the thing that I'm um, impressed upon is your knowledge of the Word of God, your ability mm-hmm. to recall Scripture and how it applies to your life and to our lives. And so I just wanted to say that for me, um, it just emphasizes the importance of knowing God's truth and getting it into our mind and our spirit so we can live by it. So thank you for that, sir. Amen. Thank you for that encouragement. The 119th Psalm 105 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. So it was a GPS before GPSs, a godly positioning (laughs) system, and I depend on it. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, and and praise God that his word is inspiring you to make a difference in the lives of people. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God for you. Thank you so much for your call, Dale. We have another caller at 571-227-prefix. Caller 571-227. Press 1 and you're on live with us. Okay. We'll keep going. If that caller is not wanting to make a comment, maybe you're just listening. Let me give you another second. Press 1 and you're on live with us. Linda Chaplin Black, this is Chantel. I just want to thank you for the for the talk. I'm inspired. Praise God. Praise God. Well, Chantel Amen. is one of my favorite names, so I, I appreciate the encouragement. And, you know, the the Holy Spirit is alive and well on planet Earth. And Jesus said, it is better for you that I go away, because if I don't, this special power will not come. And Acts 1.8 mm-hmm. says, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is pouring out a special anointing on people of faith right now. The Bible says where sin abounds, uh, grace does much more abound. So I am just so excited about uh, what's up ahead for us and the opportunity for the glory of God to be seen in this great nation, even though there are, are many naysayers. David said to Goliath, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. And that's that's where I'm coming right now. And I'm, I may be on Capitol Hill, but I'm coming in the name of the Lord of hosts. Amen. Amen. Thank awesome. you so much for your call. <laughs> we have another caller at 703-492-PREFIX. Um, caller, if you'd like to make a comment, uh, just press 1 and you're on live with us. Well, that may be my prefix. I'm seven zero three four nine two, so that may be the now, one. Now there's that another. Can. There's, there's another, another one with that prefix. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll give him another second. Just press one a, caller, a, and you're online with us. A shy, introverted one. Okay. <laughs> God has not okay. given us the spirit of fear. Second Timothy one seven, but power, love, and self-discipline. Amen. Okay, let's see. We have another caller on. Caller at 703-303 prefix. Press 1 and you're on live with us. Good morning, Linda. Yes. Good morning, Linda. Yes. 
Go right Good morning, ahead. Linda. I thank you. Thank you for a wonderful, inspiring program. Thank you, uh, Chaplain Black. I would be interested. I, w- I would be interested in uh, one knowing where and when the next book signing in is going to occur, mm. and secondly, would like to know uh, hear a comment or two on the current election outcome. It's it's a very shattered situation, um, and just would like to hear his thoughts on on the the status of the nation. Well, the next book signing is going to be at the Living Well Book Center in um, Silver Spring, Maryland, in a few days, if you call them. And there's also Barnes & Noble uh, on that same day that I will be be doing a book signing. Um, if you call my office, they can give you uh, the the exact uh, um, date of that, but it's, it's very soon. With regard to the election, I believe uh, the 75th Psalm says God, God sets up leaders and God takes down leaders. And God uses leaders even when they don't realize that they're being used. God used mm-hmm. Pharaoh uh, by sending him a dream of fat cows and thin cows and full ears of corn and sparse ears of corn in order to make Egypt the breadbasket of the world and to prepare Egypt to feed hundreds of thousands of people during a famine. Then God used a pharaoh who did not know Joseph, uh, a subsequent pharaoh, to rear Moses, who would become Israel's liberator. You know, the the heart of Pharaoh's daughter was touched. Daniel chapter 1, verse 1 says, God gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar was a a dictator, a pagan. Uh, And yet, uh, in Jeremiah, God calls Nebuchadnezzar my servant. Isaiah chapter 45 predicts the coming of Cyrus, a a Medo-Persian king, who helped rebuild Jerusalem. It was Cyrus who diverted the waters of the Euphrates and entered Babylon on the night that God put the handwriting on the wall and Daniel was interpreting the handwriting on the wall to Belshazzar. And the Bible said that mm-hmm. night Belshazzar, Belshazzar was slain. He was slain by Cyrus, the Medo-Persian uh, leader. So God is in control. And the 21st oh. chapter of Proverbs, verse 1, says, The heart of the king is in his hands. And he turns that heart any way he desires. So we should be celebrating the power of God and not be concerned about who may be in the executive branch or the legislative branch or even the judicial branch, for that matter. But we should be always keeping our eyes on the sovereign God of the universe because the hearts of the leaders are in his hands. And they borrow their heartbeats, as do we, from him minute by minute, moment by moment. Chaplain Black, that is so needy. That is so needy for, as our caller, uh, thank you for those questions. Um, Just, I can say again, you're giving tremendous perspective here to people of faith. We're going to have to wrap up to respect your time and other commitments Two last questions I want to ask you. One is, there may be someone who's listening today who does not know the Lord, who does not yet have a relationship with Christ or the faith to get them through life's challenges and trials. What would you say to someone who relates to hardship, relates to the kind of things you've expressed as trials of life, but they may not have the relationship with Christ. Well, I would say, why not try him? Um, John 3.16, the the gospel in miniature, says whoever believes on Jesus will be saved. Um, He split history into B.C. before his coming and A.D., Anno Domini, in the year of our Lord. Um, Someone said of him, all of the armies that have ever marched, all of the navies that have ever sailed, all of the parliaments that have ever sat, all of the kings and queens that have ever reigned 
have not made the impact upon humankind as has that one solitary life. Uh, C.S. Lewis said he was either Lord, liar, or lunatic. He said he was the son of God. You know, he's, he's, he's transformed human, humanity. He's made women respected, hospitals in his name, more books written about him than any other human being. And he basically says, believe on me and simply accept what I did on Calvary. Just all you have to do is say, Jesus, I believe when you died on Calvary, you, you paid my sin debt in full, and I accept you as my Savior, and then leave the rest to him. And he says, no one will be able to snatch you out of his hand. I accepted him at the age of 10, and it changed the trajectory of my life. It was the greatest decision I've ever made, and I praise God for it because it's a decision not just for time but for eternity. So I, I, I'll tell you, try him. You'll love him. Amen. Amen. Listeners, again, you see why I wanted to have Chaplain Black on the show, and I'm so excited about all of the things that he has poured into us in this short period of time. The last thing I want to ask you before you go is, what do you feel the Holy Spirit nudging you to do in this new year? Although you've already, he's already nudged you to get a book out. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's, it's, I call it the supreme principle. It's 1 Corinthians 10.31. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And that's our raison d'etre. That's our reason for being. We live for his glory. And we relax and we enjoy the ride because he, he promises us, one of my favorite Bible promises, In Ephesians 3.20, now unto him who is able to do immeasurably, abundantly, above all that we can ask or imagine, according to his power working in and through us. If you can imagine it, God's plan for you is bigger than that, because it's above all that you can ask or imagine. So I'm just going to spend my time... Living for his glory. That's my reason for being. And I'll start uh, in time, but I'll end in eternity. Mm. There is nothing I can say to that except it has been an honor to have you as my guest. I'm going to uh, stay on the line if uh, there are other callers or questions. I know you need to get to another engagement. My deepest, deepest thanks for your being my guest today. You it's my honor, Coach Linda. God bless you. And oh, God bless all of you are listeners. We so inspired. Thank Alrighty, you so, bye. so much, Chaplain Black. My pleasure. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, um, it is just um, beyond anything, as I said, that I could say anything else about with what you've heard today from the illustrious chaplain, Barry Black. Um, Leading by example, didn't he really share that in a way that challenges you to step it up? to pay attention, particularly us as believers, to pay attention to how we act, especially in times of trouble, right, or in times of challenge. People are watching, and do we sound like we have a sovereign God, or do we sound like uh, people who don't know our Lord and Savior? We have a caller on the line at a 60 um, area code seven five seven prefix. Caller, press one, and you're on live with us. Caller at eight six zero seven five seven prefix. Just press one, and you're on live with us. Hello. Yes. Hi, Linda. I just wanted to thank you for this inspiring, beautiful show. Oh, you are welcome. 
thank you for calling. Thank you for uh, joining us today. Oh, I killed the doctor's appointment so I could listen. <laughs> well, God bless you. <laughs> I hope uh, I hope it has given you encouragement and uplift today. Yes, uh, yes, I could just listen all day. I am so inspired. <laughs> <laughs> so on fire, and it's just I wish i I had the the uh recall that he has It's just beautiful the way he puts everything together it's yes yes, well, you are invited or maybe even challenged to go deeper into God's word and let it come alive for you like uh like Chaplain Black lets it really, really come alive. My very best to you, caller. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Um, We can take one last caller if there's anyone out there who has a comment or a question, something on your heart that you'd like to share. Join us at 1-646-716-9397. You know, Chaplain Black answered questions beyond what I even planned to ask him. Um, I will say that I have read and I deeply enjoy not only his autobiography, his autobiography, From the Hood to the Hill, but his second book as well, The Blessing of Adversity. Check out The Blessing of of adversity. We have another caller. Oh, it's my favorite caller. <laughs> caller at 703-887. Press 1 and you're on live with us. Oh, good afternoon, Coach Linda. Good afternoon. I I I just wish I had the opportunity to to um uh, speak with uh, Chaplain Black before he left. I know his his schedule is very busy and he didn't have a lot of time with us today. But oh, it was such a wonderful, wonderful um, and great uh, biblical story and 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 a set of reminders of some of the make the great mm-hmm. living stories from the Bible that he he mm-hmm. uh, relayed to us today and 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 had us to to relive. Uh, I just just really really am just moved by many of the things he said. Uh, I've just got to highlight uh, his principles of discipline, faith, and perseverance. Oh, my gosh. And the one about, um, you know, uh, leadership by example, the definition of leadership is is influence. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. I recall. Eloquent. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I I love how uh, his points were so crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Right. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. resonated so powerfully. Exactly. Exactly. And the way he talked about salt and light, you know, bringing flavor and and and, and you know preservation to things, and uh, the yes. uh, his words about um, the election results of you know gratitude, optimism, mm-hmm. satisfaction, um, mm-hmm. you know. Elimination and reframing with the, the light of the Word of God. Oh my gosh, it's just so many, oh, just so many notes I took today. And, and thank you for inviting him to to share with us and to bring um, uh, a better light to us about about so many things in a very godly way. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling. Right. As always. <laughs> sure. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Um. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I just appreciate uh, that Chaplain Black took time out of his busy schedule to be my guest today. So um, I just want to say another deep, deep, sincere thanks to him. Audience, I hope you have been as inspired and encouraged as I have as he has given us biblical truths about how to lead by example how to walk through life's challenges and trials without losing our faith, being able to uh, face any challenge um, as we walk under the protection of our Lord and Savior. I want to, uh, now as we get ready to close, I want to just say 
to our listeners, remember we're still in the first month of this new year. I encourage you to take hold of this year and be an example by letting God inspire your choices and let him use you to fulfill his purposes through your strengths, your passions, your gifts, all of which he has placed inside of you. And if you or someone you know feels stuck in this season of life, if they are unsure about next steps, Christian coaching may be able to help move forward. I would invite you to go to my website at www.lindastevensjones.com to set up a complimentary discovery session. I want to thank each of you for tuning in today. For those of you who got this link directly, please pass it to someone that you know who needs to be encouraged. And mark your calendars for my next broadcast right here on February 7th, back at our usual time at 12 noon Eastern. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, stay blessed.